Beautiful people of the internet, welcome to this BRB AFK PDQ that is going to be all about the wonderful, okay, uh, the divisive film of 2021, Mortal Kombat. Uh, joining us in the Zencast Studios for this uh, venture is the time being Scott. Get over here. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Our illustrious host, Ryan Shipley. Hey, hey, hey. See, I stole yours now, but I stole yours. Um, <laughs> now, one thing I don't think we're divisive on is what you played at the beginning there, which is Gilbert Gottfried's cover of Mortal Kombat theme. Uh, it was. It took a while to find it. It took a while to find it, but I was very happy that we were able to use that. It's amazing. Cano. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, like you know, PDQ, we're only three people, right? So I guess we should get this going. Well, now... Uh, we also have to introduce a uh, expert on the genre. Record scratch. What? What? We, we, we have we have a guest for a PDQ. It's very strange. I understand. Whoa. What? <laughs> but we had to find the toastiest person uh, we could. Uh, so please welcome uh, from Geeks and Air at the Earth, uh, Cody CK Kits. Yes. Hey everybody! Yeah. You just got caged. <laughs> nice. Nice. Okay, the the world's best Johnny Cage. Now, this is going to right to go straight to the end of the movie, but there's rumors that you may be cast in the sequel. hundred uh, percent true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, nice. I, I can't I can't I can't say by who uh that, yeah. that I heard that news from, but I think it was me. Okay, and you know what? You're a trustworthy source. <laughs> I I agree. I tend to be. I mean I keep it fair and balanced as the one channel used to say. Do they still say that? Do they and- still talk like that? Oh, they still talk like that. They're lying, but they talk like that. Yeah, and I, I can tell, for anybody that doesn't know um, CK here, um, if you go and see, I want to say go and look him up online because that seems gross. <laughs> you know, if you want to go run a batch to him, but no, if you go on Facebook and see a picture of him, he got, he does look like Johnny Cage. Let's, let's, be, let's be clear uh, before we dive too much into this. Okay. Uh, Cody, if you ever wanted to just start doing cosplays, like an OnlyFans cosplay thirst trap, like I think you, I think you could pull it off and make some money. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just out there. I'm you know going to co-sign that. Yeah. You know what? I, I am too, just for the hell of it. Screw yeah. that whole podcast thing that you're doing. Just yeah. dump all that OnlyFans it, man. Yeah. Yep. I, I mean, multiple gigs, multiple gigs, but Iron Fist with that D V. You know what I'm saying? Like the Iron Fist comes <laughs> all signing autographs with your dick. Yeah. I mean, it would be great. Well, just even like, well, I saw that picture, the the photo you had of you in the cage outfit, and I was just like, that looked like a like I, I have seen performers that have looked not as good as you, and they're doing just fine. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's the worst thing ever when you see somebody that's supposed to be a professional impersonator and they don't look nothing like that person, or they look yeah. like that person at a really sad time in their life. 
<laughs> like um, I remember one time my grandmother, she was a huge Elvis fan and we were in Maryland uh, visiting her and they brought an Elvis out to dance for her. And this dude did not look anything like Elvis, not even like the Elvis near the end. Oh, no. He may have looked like the Elvis when Elvis was dead and buried. But he did. <laughs> but I guess at that point, you can be an Elvis impersonator if you can do the whole mama, you know, something like that. Well, speaking of burying people, uh, let's get to the death count of this movie. Oh, oh, nice. That is a good segue. Um, the best. So now the good thing about this movie is um, I would say right now, we're definitely going to go into spoilers on this, right? We're going to. There's going to be a lot of spoilers because turns out people die in a movie about murdering people. So that's crazy. Um, So I would say if you don't want to get spoiled, get out of here and then come back in after you've seen the movie. Uh, yeah, go, go watch the movie. It's on HBO max or, uh, at, at, I will, I will, I'm not going to tell the site that I watched it through, but there are some sites out there that you can, you don't have to get some of the other HBO max to see it. Yes. Right. And you can see it in theaters. Uh, yeah. Mr. CK here, you saw it in the theater, right? Yes, I did. Uh, I got to go see it on opening night and ran to a bunch of friends down there. And, um, it was it was a lot of fun to go to back to a theater for it to be that rowdy too. But like everybody's still evenly spaced away in their proper zones, it seemed. Nice. Good, good. Okay, good. Because I think at the end of the day it's cool that you can, you know, find it on a streaming site or, you know, shadier ways. But I think that's cool to have theaters. I think that experience is something that we still need. Because I think there are probably movies I've seen on TV that probably would have been better if I saw it in the theater with more people, a bigger screen and a better sound system. I think that experience plays Maybe. into it. And I got to see a bunch of kids try to sneak in, which was awesome. All these kids try to sneak in Mortal Kombat. So many. And they Are kept getting turned away. Yeah. And I loved every second. I was like, I kind of want them to sneak really? in and make it. Yeah. Because like they really wanted in to watch this movie and they just kept being told you got to be 17. Wow. And, and can you imagine for re and I guess you guys saw Regal and Regal's like, you know what? Fuck it. We don't want to go if we got a business or not. You kids ain't seeing this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Those well, poor think, kids. Yeah, think about think about holding to your morals that much that you're like, mm. I know I know that this entire industry is failing, but sorry kids. <laughs> sorry kids. <laughs> we don't listen. Your money's no good here. Yeah. Stick it to our guns. You can't watch Kung Lao get cut. In, uh, yeah. Well, the kids needed to do that yeah. trench coat thing. The three people in the trench coat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, one of the reviews I saw that was really negative about this movie before we go too far into it, um, thought that Kung Lao survived. So I think that kind of tells you a little <laughs> bit about some of the people that really are criticizing it. Uh, my boss and I were throwing down about this movie earlier in the week, and it was very clear that he didn't pay a damn bit of attention to the movie at all because there was so much stuff that like, he was even like, well, did, you know, well how did, how did this happen? And, like they explained it. Like, they said it explicitly, those words, no, they didn't. And so like, I went and brought up the, I brought up the movie and I like, just showed it to him on my tablet and be like, right there says it right there. And why didn't even show how Jax lost his arms? I mean, come on. Yeah. No, it was, it was that level. It was that level of petty. I'm like, come on, man. How people keep missing that there's a tournament. There is a tournament. However, they're trying to you know usurp the tournament so that 
They don't right. have to obey, obey by the laws. Yeah, they're basically trying to win before the tournament even started. Yeah. yeah, they're trying to pull a Mr. Perfect where, you know, you go up the ring and you hang out on the outside and wait till every then 18 other combatants are thrown over the ring and then you slide in and you push the other person out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're trying to do Mr. Perfect. Um, but anyway, so the movie starts with, I think, probably the best sequence in the whole movie. Well, can, can, I, can I tell you how the movie started for me? First? How did the movie start for you? Uh, King Kong versus Godzilla. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, so I was trying to, I don't have HBO Max, so I was trying to uh, watch it on other means. And the first attempt started the, the new King Kong versus Godzilla movie. I was like, okay, this is obviously not right. So <laughs> I tried again. And the second one was Mortal Kombat, but it was, it was, I think it was the, the, the second movie, the second Mortal Kombat. Oh, Annihilation. Oh, geez. Yeah, this is this is not right. <laughs> so it took me a few attempts, but I finally got it. But so yeah, that's how my Mortal Kombat uh, started. And you know, I am I'm just going to say this before we get too much into it anymore. I am so proud of you all because usually on our podcast, none of us do any kind of homework. <laughs> right? We show up and talk, and we all watch this movie. We did, we did actually do homework for this one. It was uh, yeah. I even I went back earlier today to watch it again and take more notes to be like. Oh my God! There's some hot. I've got some points that I want to at least touch on. Okay, sure. and we will get that. But okay, so for most of us, the rest of us, not the people like <laughs> Scott who, right, somehow watch King Kong first, but not illegally. No, what are you talking about? No, no, no. no, no. But the movie that? starts in. Is it sixteen sixteen? Sixteen seventeen. Oh, sixteen seventeen. Yeah, I, I I still had the movie up on on another browser. Okay. I was, so, my, yeah. my noggin, I was my closest, brain. so that's <laughs> that's why. Hanzo Hasashi. And Hanzo, we know the actor from a lot of movies. Probably recently, he was in um, Doctor Strange, right? Uh, I think he, he was in he like was the in Doctor Endgame. Strange movie. He was in Endgame. Hmm. Okay, he was in Endgame. Okay, yep. Yes, he was Yakiko. But it opens. Uh, it opens with uh, with Hanzo um, and his family. It looks like it's a nice family that's gonna, you know, have so many years together, which is my favorite yeah. part. To see them and going, oh man, that's such a nice family. Um, and then suddenly, who does appear? But dun, dun, what's dun. his name? What's his real name? Bihan. Bihan. Who, if you're a fight fan, you know him from the raid movies. Is he in both mm-hmm. raids or just the first? Uh, he's definitely in the first one. Uh, I don't think he's in this. Is Joe Tesley? I don't know if he is, but he is in the first one. And he, the raid, by the way, is a movie. I think Cody and I both like will basically recommend to anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's, he, he's a star and he was also in one of the fast movies. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, um, he shows up while, uh, while Hanzo is gone it's kind of this is the first the bold move because typically in these kind of movies, kids don't die, and I don't know if it says something bad about me that I'm happy when the kid's frozen to death. <laughs> Probably no. Why would they be frozen to death, though, Ryan? Who, who would have, who in the more combat universe would have done such a thing? Some probably some kind of cold-hearted bastard. But this, so this is my the first thing where I'm kind of confused at is typically Sub Zero is played as the hero, and Scorpion is usually the villain, right? And how it typically is done. Oh, I remember things. Not Bihan. Yeah, I remember. I remember that. 
not Bihan. So Bihan is the original Sub-Zero from like the first game, right? Yes, just the first game. So in that game, okay. uh, they were kind of henchmen, but then they, you know, he died. <laughs> I feel like they were they were they were an even keel to begin with, and then because it was as I understand it, at least for the from the games, neither of them were necessarily good or bad. It okay. was just this is what my clan needs. Yeah, well, this is what my clan needs. Sucks. Okay. But as the games went on and the lore continued to grow, Scorpion became kind of the heel and Sub-Zero the face, right? As I remember. That's, that's it, me, too, me too, that's how I remember it. The second game is Sub-Zero's brother, is that right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Mortal Kombat expert. Okay, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, so he, he runs the Link Way for, for, for Sub-Zero now, there. He runs the Link Way for him. Okay. And he's not bad. And at some point in part three, Sub-Zero's a white dude. And he's not <laughs> bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so here comes the first real good fight sequence in this in this, uh, in this this movie is Hanzo. Uh, he uses, what are those things called? The thing that um, his wife is using to, to kind of uh, plant with. So, kunai. so first of all, that's, that's actually one of the big questions I, I was... Okay, well, is it was it a kunai or was it a sho- a, a shoveling trowel? They are the same. I thought thing it was a kunai theory um, because originally uh, the kunai was also used for digging and planting as but, well, and then one got created off that, right? Yeah, because I mean that's how it happened. Well, that's how it happens in the movie because he grabs that thing and attaches the. Uh, the rope to it, and then suddenly you know, he's got um he's got his legendary weapon. Yeah, that's that was that was actually one of my favorite scenes. Just I I don't know why I love it whenever a movie kind of justifies some dumb aspect of a game. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh yeah, he just knew how to do that. Yeah, but that was he, one of the justifiable things they did in a movie that I was okay with. There's other just things they try to justify later on that become stupid as shit. But that was one of the things I liked that they tried to justify. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I, I like that too. That yeah. one threw me, but it threw me off for a while. And I was like, okay, hold up. Is he using a digging trowel as a weapon, or was she just digging with his old knife? Like, what? No. <laughs> Why would you? It's just like, okay, I said, I do some gardening today, honey. So I, could, I took your old knife from you know from the wars. Like, thanks, I guess. That was. Oh, he was awesome. obviously skilled with it. Yeah, yeah. You go ahead and use the uh, weapon. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, he knew what he was doing. Um, so essentially, it. he's got he puts it on a rope. Oh yeah, he he definitely knows because as soon as the ninjas show up, he's just taking it out. Because I guess is it that he was retired from the from the clan, but Sub Zero's character well, was trying to kill the rest of the clan. Well, it was his it was his clan. Like he had the uh, as I, yeah, as I understand it was there were just two rival clans. Although it, I didn't know that there was it was a very strange that it was like. That Bihan was from a Chinese clan of ninjas? Question mark. <laughs> and uh, Hanzo was from a Japanese clan of ninjas. Okay, Cody is our uh, Mortal Kombat expert. Explain this. <laughs> Explain it, Cody. Tell us. Sub Zero was from a Chinese clan. He is Chinese. Uh, and yes, when they made the story, I guess they said they were ninjas because that's what they said. And it's kind of stuck around. Uh, even though we yeah. know that that's not true and there's no way. Um, 
but so in the movie yeah it's like Bihan is coming as the conquering warrior and with the Lin Kuei and Scorpion's peaceful Shira Ryu at this point that have put down their arms and not fought in wars anymore uh, they're getting drugged into this war of um, imperialization from the Chinese essentially it seems like seems like okay okay and so this is before Sub-Zero's even had any uh, any kind of meetings with Shang Tsung or any of that stuff. That stuff's to come later on. Seems that way, even though Quan Chi yeah, could you know, somewhat you know. be involved. I don't know yet. Yeah, because there's got to be something that happens there because this is 1617. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the new movie, the movie takes place in like probably 2020, 2021. So you'd have to explain how he's lived for that long. I mean, he's obviously taking good care of his body. Well, and, and also there's. Uh, I don't remember where it was. There's a, or where I read it, but it was like, when you become chosen to fight in Mortal Kombat, you are gifted with, you know, the Your ability power. to wait around until the next tournament. Yeah, that <laughs> makes really, sense. Like you, That's you convenient. Get, yeah, yeah. Like you only you only get to die in the next tournament, so you get to be you get long longevity and such. Yeah, that'd be kind of neat. Um, so anyway, so Hanzu dispatches with some. Uh, some uh, baser ninjas, and then he runs to find his family and finds out his family's been frozen to death. Yes. And I think at one point he also kicks over a bucket of water, which I guess is a, is a callback to Mortal Kombat the first. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't... Okay, I can see where maybe you, you, you could read into that, Yeah. but I'm pretty sure that was just a scene to show, oh, my family's in danger. Fuck this task I'm doing. I'm going going back like no, they're letting you know sub-zero is not going to have to worry about any kind of buckets this go around <laughs> <laughs> i strongly feel like it wasn't I, it may have been but until until the director explicitly says that i'm not gonna yeah. there is no fucking buckets in this movie i'm not gonna, not gonna bank on the, on the bucket being right you know what we'll uh, we'll call that one a draw um so anyway so he runs into his family uh they're frozen to death i think at this point he knows what's up and then him and Sub-Zero have, and this is one thing I thought was really cool about this movie, is it it's basically got those two in fights to bookend the, for the bookends for the movie. And mm-hmm. they're both the best fight sequences in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they were definitely the most carefully thought out. Like, there were definitely some, fa- like, there was some fan service in some of the other fights. Yeah. But those were the two that were definitely designed to be the best. Yep, and there's this really cool scene where uh, Scorpion throws his weapon. Um, it, uh, you know, Sub Zero is able to block, dodge it, but then on the way back, it slashes him across the face. Yep. And then in the end of the movie, Scorpion tries that again, and Sub Zero this time is too smart. Or yeah, definitely learned learned his learned from his mistakes, and I yeah. that that those parts made me really happy. It's good screenwriting, yeah, right? Like that's fights. that's good screenwriting. Mm-hmm. Like on top of a lot yeah. of bad screenwriting, like, some horrible script writing in this movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can kind of tell as this movie goes on that some of it is a lot of studio. Um, the studio kind of got their paws in it. Mm-hmm. You think uh, so? I, well, in the scene coming up, that's where it really starts to become obvious in my opinion. Um, so does anybody have any, any thoughts before we leave this part of the movie? Uh, Joe Taslim is terrifying. Uh, nothing. Let me let me check. Oh let yeah. Me, yeah. Let me check my notes real quick. Uh, da, 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 da. Nope. 
And you do get to see uh, Scorpion's tattoo fades away as he burns, mm-hmm. which I assume this is how Sub-Zero gets his tattoo. Oh. Uh, see, that's again, they don't, they don't make it very clear in the movie. Like they, they don't make it very clear in the movie whether yeah. Sub Zero is or whether Bihan was trying to kill him because you just fuck fuck your clan and fuck the horse you rode out on, yeah. or if he was already starting to off off people for Shang Tsung. Yeah, so it doesn't make much sense. So yeah. it opens up. We get this great scene, which is the great parts of the movie. And now we get to what I think is the worst part of the movie. We are introduced to Cole. And if you're thinking, which of the characters, I don't know, I don't remember him from Mortal Kombat. Was he in like four through seven, like the ones that people don't really play? No, sir. Cole is an original character. He is a, he is a Mary Sue self-insert of the, of the writer, clearly. Yes. And it's one of the things that frustrates me in some of these kind of franchises where you have so many iconic characters that you could use as your base jumping on point for the audience. But instead of doing that, you create your own character Mm -hmm. who is an MMA guy. And at the first part of the movie, I was weirded out because I guess that's his wife, but I thought it was his mom. I thought the same thing. I didn't know for sure until like they kissed. I was like, okay, that's not his mom. <laughs> and at first when they kissed, I was like, oh, this is very interesting. For more <laughs> exactly. exactly. So I, this is a close, a close family. He's an MMA fighter, plus he fucks his mom. <laughs> yeah. And he's not really that great of an MMA fighter. <laughs> Well, so, so as, as I as I remember, and they they kind of hint at it, uh, he 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 was like top. He was top dog, and now he's in the he's in the like washed up stage where he's taking fights when he can get them because mm-hmm. he's not in his prime anymore. Mm-hmm. Which honestly makes me think like, why? Yeah, you should have got him a long time ago then. But yeah, yeah, I had the same I had the same reaction when I first saw uh, his wife. Because in my head, I'm still I was still connected. I forgot that you know it was like 400 years ago, and the the fight that we just watched was 400 years ago. So I'm like, oh, that must be the baby. <laughs> yes, so that's was, what I thought at first too. So they're immediately like, oh no, wait, that was 400 years ago. Of course, that's not his mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, they got the cute part in there where the uh, the I thought was the sister, but I guess it's his daughter. Um, you know, screams I thought, out I thought sister too, like thing. uppercut, which you know he's not he's going to ignore for now. But another kind of like good foreshadowing from the script. We're going to see the uppercut come back shortly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. was there any um, any kind of like references? Like, does that is you're a fighter, CK? Is the guy who was fighting in in that scene was that anybody known? Uh, well, that's Louis Tan. Uh, I don't know. Oh, why I the, think it was in the scene. I don't. I don't. Okay. I don't know. Actually, I don't know if he is or not. Um, but that was a uh, that was fantastic. Uh, that they actually had representation for an MMA fighter because there's not been one in Mortal Kombat. You have all these other styles, but you don't have MMA. So that's cool that they did that. Mm-hmm. But then that's about all I like about Cole. Okay. About Cole. <laughs> yes. Now, are there any MMA fighters in Mortal Kombat proper? No, no. he's the first one. There are no. In- so we got 
we got Striker the cop, but we don't have like an MMA guy. No. Striker, yeah, Striker a horse. <laughs> yeah, uh, Striker. His his combat style is gun. Um, and dog. Which I was I was actually I was talking I was I was talking with someone about that how I would love to see a uh, I would love to see a uh, an elite an equilibrium style character. Mm-hmm. Oh, that oh buttons, like Shaolin Shaolin combat with guns. Yes. I would say I would. 
That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. You run over a child. You run over Cole as a child. Do you get his? Do you get his tattoo? <laughs> well, that's a really good question. I guess that's that's sort of the, that's a weird thing. I guess it's somehow the elder, somehow the elder gods that are watching have to make that call. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, uh, Kano, like Kano, got his from a from kill ceiling. Yeah, he got his from killing somebody. He, yeah, like he, they were about to like Jack. Jack's got it in, in self defense against somebody with powers, and then Kano just came up with like <laughs> just shanked a dude right towards the end of the fight, and then got his. So yeah, did Liu Kang. But that is true. So in that case, if you were time traveler, would you go back in time and kill Hitler as a baby to get his his tattoo then? Well, if he, <laughs> if I could find Mortal Kombat I mean, tournament, I'm not going to kill anyone. Yeah. Yeah, if time, yeah. If I could time travel, if I if I could time travel, I just go back and like take. I, I just take Shang Tsung's place, man. Come on, let's. Yeah. Can you see that? Like you kill somebody for their for their tattoo, and then you're trying to explain it to a judge. You don't understand, Your Honor. There's a fucking tournament coming up, and if Earth loses this one, we're done. And you think that <laughs> jackass could have could have won? <laughs> Get me out of here, man! I gotta go fight this shit. Yeah, yeah, right now, everybody in this everybody in this courtroom, just listen to me right now. If Outworld wins and Earth is done, it's on that guy. Not me, not the guy that killed killed the kid, the hero here. It's on the judge and the system. Yeah, yeah. And I see you eyeing me during juror number five. Don't even try to come at me with any shit. <laughs> I don't want that tattoo. Anyway, um, so so Sub Zero shows up. He does this badass scene. Now here's the word kind of gets me. So like we say, people have to do certain things to trigger their powers, right? And it's usually like in a in a like Jax does it character. in a heat of uh, a heat of you know trying to save his friend. Cole's power doesn't activate when he's when his wife is in danger. No, yeah, that was it was once his once his family was in danger that it. Later on with Goro. Okay, but not here. Not here in this scene. But okay. So Jax shows up. They hop in the car with Jax, and Jax drives them away, right? Yeah. Okay. I was say, that, that would be the biggest reason why it didn't trigger right then, is because Jax shows up to take it, to try and fight Sub Zero. He's not having to defend, he's not having to save his family. Someone else is doing the work. Yeah. So when we get to the scene where Jax is. Um, Hunting for Sub Zero. Somebody said online that if you look in the background, there's some graffiti, and the graffiti is the motions that you do on the controller to do Sub Zero's uh, uh, ice ball. Down forward punch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Sub Zero, and it's cool when Sub Zero's blowing off Jax's arms. That scene is pretty badass. How? Which. Go ahead. Which on one hand, I, which on one hand I, I, you know, once when he walked into the fight with arms, I'm like, I know how this is going to end. <laughs> Jax, any 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 reality we go to, Jax loses his fucking arms. It's going to suck to be Jax to know that no matter what universe you're in, you're losing those arms by the time you're an adult. Oh yeah, you need to get he used always to loses his fucking arms. The actor who plays Jax. Uh, McCod Brooks. I yeah. want him to be cast for the Twisted Metal movie, Twisted Metal series, so he can be Axel. <laughs> so that's one reality where it just gets even worse for Jax. 
So, can you imagine life for Axel? How sucky that would have to be. Oh yeah. Okay. What I, what I say hey, again? Bro, okay. can you help me out? Can you help me out? <laughs> yeah. Axel, that would be hard. But also in Twisted Metal Two, Axel is the best is the best in Twisted Metal Two. If you're on a small stage, if you're on like one of those compact stages, Axel's your boy because that sonic wave thing he does is just too OP. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm I'm a Twisted Metal expert, Cody. You're on here for Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat only. <laughs> Fine. Fine. I won't hey, talk about say it's not your role, Cody. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. You know what, Cody? Go ahead. This is your <laughs> this is your this is your chance. This is your interview to become our new twisted metal expert. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, was it Calypso that's the bad guy in that? You know what? <laughs> Get out of my office. <laughs> Although I will say those opening uh those first those first FMVs they did with the um actor as Callisto are just so horrible, but great. Mm. Um yes. so anyway. Oh yeah. So Jax is um de armed, uh Sub Zero gets away, and now we're introduced to Sonya, who, as Boston said earlier, is kind of a conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. Um and she's got like one of those, you know, the, they do in all the movies, the trope where she's got all the uh, the newspaper clippings and all that stuff on her wall. And she's got like, she's kind of figuring out that there's a Mortal Kombat. One thing uh, she doesn't have, though, is that tattoo. She does not have a tattoo. She has paper clippings, though, that do, um, I think Nightwolf is on one of them. Uh, Nightwolf is on one of them. Kawato Khan is on one of them. Okay, so there's some cool, uh, like, you know, Easter eggs there. She also has Kano. Yep. Uh, she which, has Kano locked up, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is where the movie's going to really start picking up, because Kano, I think, is everybody's favorite character in the movie. Uh, he he definitely won my heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I said to say. Yep, and I he, think he Kano... Had most, he had the most personality of all the characters. Oh, for yeah. sure. Definitely. And I think they said he was like basically because I know originally they said they didn't want to have Cage in the first one because Cage would uh, essentially take over the entire movie. Yeah. And they didn't want that because they got to introduce Cole. Way to go, yeah, Cody. It, it wouldn't make sense also, uh, if, if Cage definitely, was in definitely it. Feel, yeah, it would have been. It would have just been it would have just been a pissing match. It would have been just a pissing match between. Uh, Kano and Cage got most of the movie because yeah, yeah, and this Sonya much better than the original Sonya. I agree. This Sonya is definitely an upgrade. Um, so she basically fills him in on everything with the Mortal Kombat. Um, and then now is this reptile that shows up or just somebody of that species? Yep, there it is. It, down, yeah. down, right, uh, left, punch, uh, low punch. It is a reptile. Uh, I was checking on that earlier. It, it's 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 one of the species, but is it, did they confirm that? So, uh, yeah, because uh, uh, they do call him by his his name. He's a he's a Terran, but his name is apparent. Uh, fucking where they go? So they don't call him reptile, or they do? They they call him. They say fetch. Uh, Skyzar or Skyzen the rep, the the reptilian, right? Okay. Skyzar, what's his name? Skyzar, Skyzar, I think. So that is reptile, or it is reptile. Yes. Okay. All and right. I was watching through a list of. I was watching a video of all of his uh, fatalities, back to back. There are several games where he is depicted as being a full like lizard man like that. 
Although I did like the I did like the jab of uh, Soul Calibur needs to call in Sue because it does look a lot like the the Lizard Get Man from uh, Soul Calibur. It, it does. Um, it's not the best CGI. Um, and this is where Kano gets his mark, right? No, Kano already had his mark. Oh, yeah, he already had his mark. Mm-hmm. Oh, did he? Okay, all right. Uh, but he does do the heart. He does his fatality to Reptile, right? Yes, uh, rips uh, rips his heart out. Okay, and, and then at that screams. point, <laughs> and then what? And they just scream. They just scream in each other's face. <laughs> yes. yes. In, Mortal, in Mortal Kombat X, in 2015, Mortal Kombat X, uh, they they give him the name Sizoth, and they do refer uh, refer to him as Sizoth the Reptilian in the movie. Uh, that's that's depressing. I like Reptile. I mean, he's still a Reptile. He just doesn't get. He just he's just not one of the ninjas at this point. Yeah, you kind of want to see more Reptile though. He's got he's got some cool stuff. But uh, but you know what? In Mortal Kombat movie, people got to die. Yes. And that's unfortunate, but that happens. So at this point, we're in, well, we're introduced to Raiden early in the movie when he kidnaps a baby. Because <laughs> let's be honest, he kidnaps a baby. He's mm-hmm. saying, okay, that's, that's like saying whoever found Moses on the Nile kidnapped his baby. Come on. Would you have he doesn't try to find any, he doesn't try to find the next of kin. He basically goes, I guess I got a baby. If you find a baby, it doesn't mean it's your baby. <laughs> the next Not anymore. Lay when, on you the ground beside baby, when you find a baby in the middle of a village and the entire village is slaughtered, <laughs> your options are slim. I mean, it could have been worse. Raiden could have seen that baby and then performed like a babality and something and just murdered it. Yeah. That's how they used to do it before they did the um, an upgrade in Mortal Kombat 2 at the arcade is you could kill the baby. <laughs> And I've seen Baraka slaughter a baby. <laughs> it's so oh, messed wow. up. And, so and they immediately awesome. said, "Yeah, we got to patch this." <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, it was at the uh, the arcade that used to be kind of where um, Brazeros is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. back in the day, and we went in there, and somebody said, "Yeah, you can kill the babies." And we're like, "There's no way you can kill the babies." And then we saw Baraka do his uh, chop thing to the babies, and then we went, "Hell yeah!" And then we we're like, <laughs> "You know, we need to really go to therapy." This is, this is bad. <laughs> all right, so they're suddenly with Raiden, and Raiden showing them all the, uh, like, basically a lot of like cool pictures of well, no, no, former no, no. combat. Oh, go ahead. Not, not, not suddenly. Uh, Kano does fund a pl- uh, find a plane to get them out there. Uh, that's true. Oh yeah, and then they're in the desert, and they run into Liu Kang. Yep, you guys, you guys in the temple. Yep, um, I'm not sold with this Liu Kang. Uh, okay. I agree that he is not as badass as the Liu Kang from the first movie, and nope. as he seems to always be. He, he, as I know, he apparently is supposed to be the hero in every fucking iteration. But mm-hmm. like, I feel like he, I feel like he filled the role just fine. Like mm-hmm. he's like, this is what I'm supposed to do, and I'm I'm getting ready to do it, and he's just been doing it longer. So just like, yeah, he's already he's already done all of his training. We don't need to go back and. Batman his origins again. Well, this he, is true, but kind of like it Kung is. Lao, he's kind of Kung Lao's lackey at first. It seems like Kung Lao. Yeah, is the which is weird too. One. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, it seems like I don't know. Maybe this. It's probably better because I don't know. This actor could have 
done what would needed to be if Liu Kang was at the same level of iconicity that he is in like the games. Not to diss this actor. I'm sure if they ever do a Beverly Hills Ninja remake, he can be in it. <laughs> but um, I just this 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 and Shang Tsung were the two acting choices I didn't really care for. Oh really? Well, I mean, I understand. They could they could, they could have picked better Shang Tsung, but I yeah, I agree. Like he's fine. I, I, yeah, and, and I like they Lee didn't Lin. do a lot like with Lee Raiden. Lin. I mean, obviously, you know, like, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this? Oh, say so. The Raiden guy is a well-known martial artist. Mm-mm. He's Hogan from the Thor movies. Oh, okay. Oh. I thought he was familiar. Okay. No. Okay. Nice. Okay. So uh, no, he's he's pretty cool. But no, I, so I tried to I tried to go to this movie like just not trying because I was like I don't want to compare it to the first one. I don't want to compare it to the games. Yeah. I want to see this movie stand on its own as a movie. Okay. And so, in that regard, I think Shang Tsung and Liu Kang were just fine. Okay, all right. That's fair. Their predecessors, garbage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the movie, yeah. That, for the movie that's going to tell. Anything prior, yeah, that's, that's a good assessment. Yeah, so I thought it was cool that we suddenly get to see, like, all the... Um, I thought for sure this was only this is the only place we're going to see Goro, is the statue and everything. Um, mm. So I thought it was kind of neat, and it's cool, too, when uh, Cole sees the fight... Um, you know, the Sub-Zero and Scorpion um, art. And, you know, it's suddenly, you know, I think I think they said if you listen to that scene, you can hear um, Scorpion say something in that scene. Uh, he d- yeah, he says, every time he appears, he says something to Paul. Yeah, I think like, release me or something like that, or stop fucking your mom. <laughs> <laughs> this is, you're ruining our bloodline, bro. <laughs> I'm in hell and I'm having to watch this shit. I don't want to see this anymore. Didn't think hell could be any worse until I saw this. Yeah, uh, no. And okay, so Shang Tsung shows up. He talks some shit with Raiden. Raiden knows shit's going down. They got to get Cole to to use his power. And here we get the worst of the fan service when Kung Lao says, "Test your might." <laughs> but that's fun. It's just the worst. It's fun in other ways when they do that stuff, but not that one. That one was too obvious. But it was like they there was just no real way to work that in. Well, I'll, now, I'll, look, I'll say it was like awesome this. in this. I'll okay. say it like this: this movie is the yeah. best '80s B movie that I never got to see. This is true. Nice. That, this is very true. true. I like um, this. I did like the Liu Kang just kept sweeping Kano because I know we've all done that before playing the game. <laughs> yes, that, that was that was good. I like that scene. The, that was that was that was the fan service that struck, that spoke to me the most. Yeah. Yes. Like, oh yeah. Like sweet. All right. Like sweet. Like sweet. Yeah. Like sweet. <laughs> yeah. And I I do love how Kano when Kano gets his uh, power and how excited he gets that he has like a laser eye and he's like, yeah. you got a stupid damn hat. I got a laser eye. <laughs> he's like, you know, he's like, which I he love looks at that. Kang. And I kind of think in that. He looks at Liu Kang and he's like, I got, I got a laser eye. You got fireballs. You fucking pussy. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Um, and I think in that scene, you can see, this Kung Lao kind of smiles a little bit. So I think the whole thing there was Kung Lao was trying to egg him on to get him oh, to, to reveal definitely. his power. Um, yeah. So now we get Shang Tsung 
Shang Tsung's introducing his bad guys. So he's got Goro, which is awesome. He's got Cabal, who, by the way, the guy that plays Cabal um, played Charlie Manson twice the year before. He really? played Charlie, yes, he played Charlie Manson in the show with uh, David the company called Aquarius. And then he was also Charlie Manson in the Quentin Tarantino movie. Hmm. Yes. So that my theory that Cabal is actually Charles Manson. Uh, I mean, I'd say that Cabal and Manson have very similar, similar, similar styles. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, we get introduced to two combatants I'm not familiar with. I assume these are in the games that nobody really played. Uh, I, I have, I, I've got, I've got the notes because uh, I was, I was ready for this. I was ready for this moment. Nice. Uh, so, I, I, I believe you're speaking of Raiko, who is the big dude with the hammer. Okay. Uh, he was introduced in Mortal Kombat 4, and he is uh, he, he, he's, a, he's almost effectively a, a Shao Kahn clone, because he was supposed to uh, be as a stand-in uh, and is listed as being one of uh, uh, Shao Kahn's generals. Okay. Yeah, I am Raiko, general to Shao Kahn's army. And so he was introduced in 4. Introduced in four, okay. and Nitaro, which I was gonna say, I liked. I liked the design of Nitaro, Nitaro yeah. in the in the movie, but uh, whoo, in the game she is dummy thick. Uh, oh, and she was introduced in Deadly Alliance, like dummy thick, like the like the little demon that Richie Rich and Casper hang out with. Uh, like those legs would those legs would uh, compare. Those legs could easily stand toe to toe with Chun Li. Oh God! Okay. All right. Nice. Uh, but she was apparently introduced in Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance. Uh, who which is, is the uh, which game? Is that the seventh? Oh, it was six or seven. Okay. Uh, she is a vampire who preys on the life of others to remain alive. So she makes a good team with Jang Sun because she'll drain their blood and he'll drain their souls. Okay, nice. That's that's pretty cool. And also, Melina is introduced. Fan favorite, uh, Melina. Oh, Deadly Alliance was five. Mm-hmm. Really? Now, Cody, yep. did you play all those, or was there ever a part in there where you kind of dropped off from the Mortal Kombat games? Yeah, I, I played those. Actually, That's I, I never really stopped playing them, and they, they were really, really stupid. But you could use different techniques with people. They had like three or four different fighting styles, so I really dug that. It was very martial arts driven, even though it was weird. But it had motor combat mm-hmm. as well. Fuck yeah, motor combat. Wait, it had motor combat? So yeah, it was like um, Mario Kart, but with Mortal Kombat characters, and they can kill each other. What? Oh god, I remembered that stupid minigame. Yes. Wait, that's a real thing? It yeah. was, yes. You, you, it, was, it was Mario Kart with Mortal Kombat characters. It was the dumbest fuck. Oh my god. They should have put that in there when Cole, ran, Cole runs over a little kid. They could have done like a, a nice Easter egg to motor combat there. <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. Okay. I had no idea. Now this was like, now these never went to arcades, right? Did four ever make it to arcades or was four the last one that was actually in arcades? Four was the big arcade, the last big arcade one. I'm pretty sure it was on consoles, but I'm pretty sure it was okay. in arcades as well. See, and I can't remember anything from four. I remember seeing War Gods like in person, but I don't oh, remember ever seeing like a, 
I never said, and I remember War Gods at first, like, oh my God, it's 3D. And then you kind of realize really quickly how bad it was. Yeah. So bad. bad. All right. So Shang Tsung's got his people. I like, some of the, I like some of the fatalities of War Gods, but that's just because. Shang Tsung's got his people, and he's like, we got to get in there. Ra- uh, Raiden's got this uh, dome. Nobody can get through. And Cabal's like, let me go talk to Kano. And then basically they're just hanging out, I guess, on the other side of the dome. <laughs> that part is so weird to me that Cabal just shows up and goes, hey, Kano, don't be a bitch. Join us. And Kano's like, you know what? You make a good argument. It didn't take very much convincing, did it? No. And it didn't take much stuff, problems for Kano to destroy Raiden's uh, security system either. Nope. You would also think about that that would be at least guarded. Fucking movie! This weird prop yes. that they borrowed from a set, yes. like over, like a TV show set. One set over. What the hell was that thing? I. It was so bad. It was like Kano just strolls up and destroys it. <laughs> it was the weird, the weirdest part in the whole damn movie. Worse than Jack's first arms, which I was praying that we were going to see a lot more fighting with those skeleton arms he had. I was super excited. Yeah. I was like, clips. props to you, Luke. Yeah, I was like, props to your clan, Luke Kang, that you all can, like, create that. But, the, but, the, but at the same time, like, how many how many security systems, like, on the inside are that secure? Like, the whole point is to keep the big wall on the outside. Yes, but so, if this is your security system that's supposed to protect you, you're at least going to have some guard, somebody guarding it, right? Uh, yeah, that, that would have probably been smart. It but. seems like Kano just walked in a room and goes, oh, here it is, and then just destroys it. By the way, real quick on Kano. There's a scene earlier in the movie where Kano picks up a medallion, which I think is important to Mortal Kombat lore, right? Yeah. Uh, I Shinnok's don't know. Amulet. That is Shinnok's amulet. Shinnok's. Okay. Oh. And so, they never well, really yeah. show him put it back. Liu Kang tells him to, but he doesn't show him, right? Correct. I believe right. he would have. I don't think back, Raiden but... would have been like, Raiden had to know. <laughs> like, he touched that. The most yeah. powerful object in Mortal but, Kombat. Also, right? But, again, it's just hanging out there in the open, so I'm sure Kano could have walked back by at any time and stolen it. Ugh. Raiden is too trusting, as I think, what the moral of the story is. <laughs> well, I don't know, because it, it felt like Raiden was playing some, three, some, playing some 40 chess at one point. Okay. Because they're definitely... Like he knew that he knew that they were going to send Goro, and that was going to that was going to trigger uh, trigger uh, Cole's so Arcana. Think, so you think Raiden knew that that was probably going to happen? I feel like Raiden. I feel like Raiden was playing. Yeah, I feel like Raiden was playing chess the whole time. It was like, okay. okay, we're going to lose Kung Lao. Uh, also, losing Kung Lao just because of the uh, oh, what's. It's actually it's funny. I, I just got done reading about this trope, where they they set up that Kung Lao, like especially at that point in the at that point in the movie, mm-hmm. Kung Lao is the best of the good guys. Yeah, yeah, he no, he's hands yeah. down the best of them. And then they're like, and kill the powerhouse. Yep, because he also gets um. So then basically, once Kano betrays them, um, they all the you know sanctions people attack, um. What's the wing girl's name again? Natara. Uh, say again? What's the wing Natara. girl's name? Natara. She basically, um, Kung Lao kills her with the flawless victory. 
And that was when I was okay that he said flawless victory because it was a flawless victory. She landed right. no hits on him. Yeah, that's true. Yep. And then, uh, you know, a uh, building, not a building, but a giant statue gets dropped on Sonya. And you're like, okay, Sonya's dead. There's nothing Jax can do with those little baby hands. He basically looks like Deadpool when Deadpool <laughs> loses his legs. <laughs> yes. Um, and Shang Tsung, unfortunately, kills Kung Lao. And That's like the I said, there's a critic that, which was cur- the critic that was, why in a movie is Kung Lao not in the master plan? It's like, well, probably because his soul is sucked out, which sucks. But maybe that means that Kung Lao will be back in the next one as like a mindless zombie. Yeah, they do. I mean, these things they, called it's all. Yeah. yeah. So he could come back. Like, so um, now Jax finally gets real arms. Because, you know, he just gets so mad. He's trying to lift that boulder off of Sonya and it's not working. And then, you know, Jack suddenly gets the power in his arms, like basically like transform. And that's pretty awesome. It's his arcana. Arcana. Yes, he gets his arcana. It's poor Sonya still doesn't have an arcana. Nope. Uh, Sonya at this point still doesn't even have a mark. Yeah. Until she murders the fuck out of Kano. Yes. And it's an amazing murder, too. Yeah. You kind of get sad that Kano has to die, but it's kind of cool. Gnome to the eye is a pretty good way to die. Well, and, and just in general, that whole fight for me was one of my favorites mm-hmm. because Sonya, like the the, it's just so weird seeing like how Sonya has to come from, like she gets shafted compared to any of the other fighters. Yeah. Uh, up to this point. Up to this point, yeah, she's gotten shafted. Uh, everyone has like, no one has any faith in her. No one ha- no one believes that she's got any talent, and she's still just kicking ass regardless. And then finally, she kills Kano, and is like, "Oh, now you're chosen one. Cool." Like the the shade, yeah. the utter shade of Molina being like, "This isn't the blood of a chosen one. Your yeah. death is meaningless." Like, oh, Molina, yep. how, the shade. Come on. Yeah, also, Melina, you know, by them killing Kano that way, though, they do allow them to bring Kano back with his new cybernetic eye thing. I, oh, yes, I'm. I am a. I'm a strong believer that we're going to see uh, somebody is going to drag Cabal and Kano out of the wreckage and rebuild them into possibly some of the uh, what you call it, the cyborg ninjas. And Kano getting his full cybernetic uh, kit. So let me ask you a question, because this is where it kind of gets a little dicey for me if they do a sequel, which I think they're going to. Um, Mm -hmm. Do the deaths get meaningless if the characters start to come back? Because then you're like, oh, they'll just bring this character back next time. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Tell me, Marvel fan, how does it it feel? (laughs) You know what, Scott? In this podcast now, this is it. We're done. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. Um, that's fair. Damn it. Okay, so at this point, Raiden is like, I got a plan. Oh, by the way, I could have always teleported us anywhere. <laughs> so, right. Why, why didn't Raiden just teleport them to safety when Shang Tsung first attacked? Well, uh, this was part of his plan, dude. Yeah, I, I believe it was. plan. Okay, all right. So he's like, you're going to go here, you're going to go there, you're going to go there. And um, now we get to see Cole's Arcana. Is it Arcana? Arcana? Arcana, Arcana. All right. Tomato, tomato. 
What did everybody think of the Goro fight in the trailer park? I I enjoyed it as far as just kind of the way it was choreographed, and you know, it it was in my mind superior to the uh, the fight with uh, Cage and Goro in the first mm-hmm. in the first movie because oh, yeah. like Goro gets an act. Uh, Goro gets a brutal death rather than just punching the nuts. Yeah. Wait, wait, I forgot that in the first one, that's how Goro dies is a punch to the nuts. Yeah, uh, that was Cage's, Cage's first use of the shot of the the big punch, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, the, the splits punch? Crotch punch? Yeah, split punch. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it, Goro falls off the cliff because he got punched in the nuts. He's like, yeah. Versus uh, actually getting you know, his arm, you know, I can never have children. <laughs> Rather than you know, actually getting bested in combat by somebody. And this is where so Cole's power is that he can make as much armor as the CGI budget allows. Uh, <laughs> guess what? Let's see. That's a suit. As how dare you, Ryan? As That's far it. as I can gather, uh, his power he's cannonball. Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah kind of. Now, uh, his armor yeah, stops at his chest, right? Like, we don't see, because he basically wears sweatpants for the rest of the movie. Uh, yeah, I don't believe it goes... I know, at least in all the, the actual uh, cast photos, it does not go down below his... Uh, it doesn't go down below his... Tummy. Oh. Which is good uh, for his mom. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, he's got his powers now. Um, he uppercuts. That comes back. Yeah, he yes, he uh, his revenge on the uppercut. Yes. Yep, he gets his uppercut. And then he chops Goro's arms off. And that was pretty cool. Yeah. And that's what, you know, and as a Goro, you have to anticipate somebody's going to try that on you. I mean, yeah, with uh, when you have four arms, someone's going to try and take you down to two. Yeah. Or maybe yeah, that, was just, that was the first attempt. And you know how rock, bad rock, that rock, would be? Technique. Yeah, if Goro and Jax ever met, like Goro would rub that shit in Jax's face. Dude, could you imagine though, like if Outworld looked at Jax and was like, hmm, I wonder. And then like Goro shows up in one season as like with four of Jax's arms. Oh no. <laughs> that would be Oh, yes. oh man. Mm. And Jax is like, what, this guy's got a plethora of arms and I'm just I'm just one and two. <laughs> It's sad. <laughs> uh, um, so of, of the of the next three fights, uh, not the Gora one, but the Liu Kang, the Sonya, and um, the uh, and the Jax one. What was your favorite of those three, uh, Cody? Uh, let's see. I really liked the Liu Kang Cabal fight because there was traditional wushu and shaolin going on in that and plus mm-hmm. cabal was like speeding and it was super fast and it, I, I i don't know it, it really showed off the powers and of course it had the most iconic fatality i think of the movie yes. besides the most bloody yes. but it had the best fatality i was so happy i would have been happy with that or if he had dropped the mortal combat machine on cabal but like, <laughs> <laughs> nice. that's what i was, was that's super excited yeah. What about you, Scott, of those three? Which was your favorite of the fights? Uh, I actually really like that scene, too. Uh, I, I, mostly because of the wushu shu shu stuff. Okay, cool. Like Cody was saying. Boston? <laughs> uh, of, the, of the remaining fights, um, honestly, the uh, 
the the uh, Jackson Ryko would probably be my favorite, just because it was it, there was definitely that like revenge mm-hmm. aspect of it. Made yeah, me feel pretty good. Yeah, but, and it was uh, the the one fight that took place in the most iconic seek in the most iconic yeah. stage. I was definitely one of the most iconic stages, although that was definitely fan service. Uh, because there wasn't really a point where they established that as being like an outworld location. Because mm-hmm. so far, only all you'd seen in outworld was the the weird little cliff where Shang Tsung sits, and then yeah. the desert where they're walking through. Yeah. Then it's like, oh, also there's this bone pit with spears. Yeah. <laughs> outworld doesn't seem like it's it's uh, it's uh, OSHA compliant. Can we talk about how big of a miss, though, that that is for an Easter egg and for fan service that, yeah, Jax's fatality was cool, but you're on the pit, man. Right. Yes. Uh, I, I was I was I was begging for it. I was hoping for it. I was hoping for it. And then it and then it didn't happen. And I was just like, no. Yeah. Like, it, it, was, it was brutal and beautiful, but no. Yeah. You wanted to see an uppercut off of that. But, you know, you did get to see the next best thing. Uh, Jax's uh, awesome. Um Awesome fatality. Yeah. Head smash. Yes. And then we get Sonya and Melina, which I thought was an okay fight too. Well, mm-hmm. see, I, don't, I don't think you say, you say Sonya and Melina. Well, well I guess if, uh, I thought the Sonya and Melina fight when they actually, before she uh, throws that hell, hell of shade was good. Mm-hmm. But like when Melina fight, cause, cause it's really Melina versus Cole until like she goes all parasitic and won't like die. And That's then true. Sonya shows up and uh, shoots you through the yeah. spine. That's true. They kind of do Melina dirty in this movie. A little. I mean, I I feel like they could, uh, design-wise, that was the absolute best they could have done. Yeah. She but I was kind of hoping Melina was going to show up for uh, Katana, like some kind of Katana stuff in the sequel. Well, she still can, because Melina is a clone of Katana, and there's a bunch of them. This is true. You know what? You're giving me hope. Oh, that's uh, right. I forgot about that. And Sub Zero has pulled a Raiden. Sub Zero's pulled a Raiden by kidnapping uh, some children and a mom, <laughs> mom wife. Oh, come on! Kidnapping children wasn't originally Raiden's idea. The one thing I was going to say that I thought was really cool is Cole's um, bracelet. You know, it's uh, also rope. Is yeah. where he gets his armor from. So I think that was a cool also. Um, kind of shout out to like so basically scorpion to him the there's a lot of like legacy of rope in there if that makes any sense well there's yeah. this friendship bracelet the daughter made for him too right so that's yeah, also yeah, talking about, yeah the friendship yeah. yeah so and the friendship yeah and it's uh and it's like a rope and it's like got the collars of scorpion so i thought that was neat um but i think now we're about an hour in i think we're ready for our climax well speaking of climaxes let's go to biggie and see his opinions on the movie Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Big Bingy Theory. The first M-rated title I ever played as a child um, when I had a Sega Genesis was Mortal Kombat. It was around the time when video games were considered to be the next thing to lead you to actual violence, and because of this game and a couple of others, that spawned the ESRB, the Electronic Service Ratings Board, which 
you now know as the ratings that you see for T for Teen or M for M uh, Mature 17 Plus games. But hell, even at a young age, I didn't feel the need to actually want to punch somebody or, you know, oh, God forbid, actually tear somebody's heart out or anything like that. I mean, it was just a video game. And it was a fun video game. And I will freely admit this. As a kid, I was a little scared of the fatalities because this was the first time I was actually seeing something like live action still shots, like actually like tearing out people or turning them into skeletons. Like, it did scare me as a kid, but looking back on it now, it's hilarious to watch. And then, of course, there was the classic 1995 live-action film. And uh, say what you will about it, people can criticize it and say it's peak 90 schlock. But it is my peak 90 schlock. I love this movie with, with all my heart. It was one of the most repeated-watched like films of all time as I was a kid. If Netflix was a thing, I wouldn't give a shit about any of the other movies except to watch Mortal Kombat and also the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. Now, I'm not going to bullshit you guys and basically say, like, oh, I'm the biggest Mortal Kombat fan out there. I'm not the, the biggest Mortal Kombat fan out there. There's a lot of stuff that I don't know. Uh, most of the time, I just uh, I, 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 I see references, and some of them I understand, but I only played up to Mortal Kombat 4. And I played the other games like Deadly Alliance, and uh, I think at one point I played Shaolin Monks, which uh, I hope to God they actually, like, the rumors are true if it's actually going to come to fruition of a remake or a sequel to it or something. Like, I'm down for it. Like, please, that would be great because the, 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 what I remember little of that game, I remember having fun with it because it was Mortal Kombat, you know. But as a like a uh, side scroll, it was like a side scrolling kind of game or whatever, and it was 3D action, and it was Mortal Kombat universe stuff. It was pretty cool, and uh, yeah, I will freely admit that even though I did not go through the entire game itself because I gave up so quickly, I did play Mortal Kombat Special Forces on the PlayStation One. A choice I regret to this day. But in terms of other fighters and, you know, like I said, up to like where they remade the series up until Armageddon, I was not a, the biggest fan of the series. I didn't really like pay attention to a lot of the, the small little details or the story for a lot of the characters. I just knew who, you know, the basic characters like, you know, your Luke Kane, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Sony Blade, Kano, Johnny Cage, uh, you know, Goro, Shane Sun, Raiden... Uh, and then, like, on to other words, like, uh, Quan Chi and Shinnok, Reptile, uh, um, uh, Queen Sindel, you know, like, the, the basics out there. And I have played up to Mortal Kombat 11, and Mortal Kombat 11 is a lot of fun to play, but, yeah, I'm not the, the biggest fan of Mortal Kombat out there in terms of its lore. Well, when I started hearing wind about a new Mortal Kombat movie coming to fruition, I was like, Cool. Is it going to be anything like Legacy that was like this uh, short-lived, like it was only two seasons worth, but it was Mortal Kombat Legacy on the Machinima, on the now defunct uh, Machinima uh, YouTube channel where it was Michael Jai White playing as Jax Briggs and um, the, uh, I can't remember the actress's name off the top of my head, but uh, uh, the same girl that was in uh, Star Trek D uh, Deep Space Nine, I think it was, where she was a Borg, I think. Uh, she was playing a Sonya Blade 
and uh, it was a good setup for what it was going to be. And uh, then Legacy Season 2 came out, and it came out with an interesting little tidbit about, like, you know, an interesting little twist on Luke Kane's story of if he actually decided to say, you know what, screw the Earth, because... To make a long story short, his uh, he comes back from winning Mortal Kombat. He decides to live a normal life, get outside the monk, uh, the Shaolin monks, and everything. Wants to live a normal life, and he meets a girl and uh, wants to marry her. Then during a uh, a robbery in a little small little restaurant, uh, basically the, the robbers take his girlfriend hostage and they shoot her. And uh, he's pretty much pissed off, and now he's just saying fuck everybody, and he actually kills the people. And Shane Stone brings him over to the dark side. It was an interesting take on Luke Kane's story, but uh, it, it never came to fruition. It never came past season three or anything. Rumors were coming out here and there, but it's a shame. It was actually a really, really good series. So hearing about this new movie coming to the big screen and James Wan producing it, the, guy, the same guy that... Not only brought, uh, not only one of the people that brought Saul to life, but also the Conjuring series, and also did uh, uh, Aquaman not too long ago. Um, having him produce the movie, I'm thinking, huh, okay, this might actually happen. And then the casting was starting to go off, and uh, they had uh, Ludi Lin, uh, who pl uh, plays Luke Kane, and uh, he has he also plays as Zack in the uh, last Power Rangers movie, which come to think of it like the more i think about it this this movie actually had like a bit of a power rangers vibe to it but that's besides the point i'll get more into that later joe taslin from the the fucking first raid movie which i still consider the first raid movie to be like not just the first rape but the second raid to be some of the best action movies i have ever seen in my entire life if you haven't seen those you need to go watch them now but anyway yes having him be as uh sub-zero was perfect and speaking of fucking perfect casting, Hiroyuki Sonata as Scorpion, uh, yes, please, please, like, I wanted this movie to happen, and I wanted it right in front of me right now, like, just casting-wise, this was great. I don't know, I didn't know much about Louis Tan, uh, who plays Cole Young, the, the newcomer in this series, uh, I didn't know who he was up until I started seeing, like, well, who, like, uh, his filmography and... And I completely forgot that he was Shatterstar in Deadpool 2. Like, I, I was like, oh, that guy, okay. And he was also in, like, the AMC series Into the Badlands, which I still have not watched that, but a lot of my friends say it's really good. It would be up my alley in terms of action, choreography, like, shit like that, and I love it. And the director was pretty interesting because this is actually his very first big film. Uh, Simon McQuaid, or McQuaid, I, I don't know how you pronounce that. I apologize to the man if I'm pronouncing it wrong. But uh, yeah, this is his first big movie, and he also produced the film too, which that's like, this seems like this is something that he's been wanting to do for, for something like this, because he seems very passionate about bringing the series to life. And again, like, I can be able to watch this in the comfort of my own home with HBO Max, so that's pretty awesome as well. So I was looking forward to this i've been just like thinking about it like what in terms of what they're going to do with this what's what's the big thing that's going to be revealed because so many people were coming out with theories about like who this newcomer cole young is and like who he's going to turn out to be and uh i already had a theory and uh i will say uh without spoiling anything um i was correct <laughs> i called it 
uh, just, yeah, I had a feeling this was uh, going in a direction, but uh, yeah, again, no spoilers here, or at least I'll try not to spoil so much of this, because it's, it's an interesting film. Not only is it interesting, but I feel like at right, at right now, at this point, it fits in like with like how absurd and over the top it is with a lot of things it's like if you're a mortal Kombat fan to begin with or just a general fan in, in general uh, just a general fan uh you would probably be okay with this because it's based on a video game like there's a lot of stupid over the top shit like we've seen this before not just you know not just in the original mortal Kombat film but we saw this in in street fighter we saw this and the live action Tekken series even they, even though they got rid of like the panda and the kangaroo fighters and everything uh they started they wanted to ground Tekken into like live into real life scenarios and it worked to some extent again Mortal Kombat Legacy proved that as well and with how popular it was with unfortunate with unfortunately the fact it didn't get finished it left on a cliffhanger you have to be a general fan to know this kind of stuff to get the nods to get all of this so how are you going to market this movie to somebody who is a not who is not a fan of the series who is coming into this completely like completely new new eyes and the director has said he's been wanting to like he wanted to make this a thing for newcomers to get into after watching it though i can't really see like the whole like coming into this with new eyes kind of experience because i feel like this was made for fans by fans and i'm not saying that's a bad thing but if you want this franchise to continue and not get the like the sort of mixed reaction slash bad reactions to this movie you have to have made it to like a perfect like to a modern audience but again the modern audience like nowadays like they live in an MCU society now where basically superpowers are the new norm when it comes to movies. We got this new Jupiter uh, Jupiter's Legacy coming out on Netflix here soon based on like uh, like from uh, like and it's talking about superheroes and conflicts and the struggles of being in this superhero like world. Same thing with the animated show Invincible. So it's like, I feel like this movie is in its perfect time slot right now. It's in its perfect time zone of 2021 where the whole getting superpowers and everything is just the new norm. Had this movie come out in uh, like around the same time slot or around like the late 90s, early 2000s, this would get laughed so hard and it would be completely forgotten. Like, X-Men was lucky at that point to have come out at such a time to a point where it was not only the start of it, but, I mean, granted, Blade did sort of technically start it, but X-Men kind of amplified it to a point where this could actually happen. But if Mortal Kombat were in that same experience, if it had that opportunity to do that, it would get laughed off and it would get tossed to the wayside completely forgotten and it would never have come to fruition this movie would never have come to fruition if it was not for the fact that we have this mindset of superpowers just being uh, uh, the fact that all of a sudden you know kano now can be able to get his power through uh being mad and everything but i again i'm not trying to again spoil i i <sighs> 
I wasn't expecting like a grand masterpiece for this for this kind of movie. Like I knew coming in exactly what I was expecting. It was going to be a ton of schlock and it was going to be a lot of blood and there was a lot of it. Surprisingly very very surprisingly amount of amount of gore in this movie. I was kind of surprised with one fatality and with with Kung Lao and everything, but yeah. That's 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 something. I mentioned earlier that like I was talking about Power Rangers, and I guess what really I'm trying to say here is this, is that I was watching this movie coming in as a fan, in the same way I was a fan of Power Rangers coming into like the last movie that came out. Um, I knew exactly what I was getting myself into. I was ready to have fun with it. I was ready to just enjoy the 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 cheesy storyline and and everything and i was ready to see the the uh the nods to the fans to uh the cameos possibly which sadly there are no cameos in this i'm just gonna tell you guys that that up front um and just seeing like the little nods and references and everything which this movie has that and um and the characters you recognize and the characters that they do have do work Jessica McNamee did a pretty good job as Sonya Blade. McCod Brooks, who plays Jax, uh, who was also in uh, the Supergirl CW TV series, really did awesome as as Jax. He definitely sold that that role hugely, and like he plays the uh, like the middle arms and everything. Like uh, when he says like uh, you already seen the clip online, but yeah, when he says like these motherfuckers work, I was like, yep, that's that's Jax right there. <laughs> but by far. The, the the best the best actor throughout the entire movie the, this this entire movie especially the first act because the first act I will tell you it is a it is a slow build up to the second half which is all which is all like fighting and everything which is what you've been wanting to see and then it leads up to the scorpion versus sub zero fight which is my god amazing uh, but <laughs> but uh, the person that's going to help you get through that first half when he is introduced he is the savior of that first half of that movie and it is kano josh lawson's josh lawson the actor playing as kano does such a fantastic job and not only that but he plays the audience as well he's the he's the audience reacting to this world he's the audience reacting to this normal world where all of a sudden luke king can shoot fireballs out of his out of his hands and kun lao can be able to throw a frisbee hat that has that can be able to slice a person in half like he is the he is that person just all of a sudden just being like wait this is this is actually a thing this is a thing i want it i want these powers right now he is the audience and my god the 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 subtle nod that they have for like the people that spam the sweep the the kick sweeping move in the video game that he the comment that he makes in this it's just ah perfect so same thing with Power Rangers. I left the movie kind of going to myself, okay, so, as a fan, I loved it. It works as a as a, uh, a great, like, uh, cinematic universe thing to see uh, that you're one of your favorite uh, franchises come to life. And, uh, and one of, and seeing it just like actually like built with such love and passion and everything, like you can tell that these people really wanted this to work. And with what the budget was, uh, from what I understand, they weren't going to go too over the top with it, but with what they did with it, it's, it's really, really, really good. And I, I'm very happy with the fact that, uh, that this actually came to life. 
So um, as a fan, I was very happy with it. Um, I would say definitely check it out as a fan. But, but, having said that, as a general audience member going to this with fresh eyes, you will probably be so lost and you will just be like, what the fuck did I just watch? And honestly, that could be a good thing or a bad thing. Depending on who you are and everything, you could like this and you could be like, okay, I want to get into this. And then maybe this will get you into playing the video games. Um, and uh, yeah, definitely want to watch the movies, which that begs the question, do I consider this better than the first movie? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I like this movie. I really do. But the first one will always, always be the best one. Always. And the less said about Mortal Kombat Annihilation, the better. And as a little bit added bonus for people who are uh, wanting to see something pretty cool with Mortal Kombat, check out Mortal Kombat uh, Legends, Scorpion's Revenge, the animated movie that came out, uh, I believe, last year. It actually does a really good job, and it's more of a faithful retelling of the story from the video games, for the, from what I remember. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, uh, uh, if you get a chance, check that out. All in all, this movie was just a lot of fun to watch. It was it was cheesy. It was there's a lot of moments of what the fuck just happened. Uh, Cole as a character himself uh, was just he's he's just a character that's just gonna bring these people together. It's very like especially with the fact that they're trying like they sequel bait this so hard to the point where it's like they want to make this a thing. And I and in some ways I really hope they do. So yeah, I would say check it out. I uh, I, can't, I I would definitely recommend it to um, anybody that just uh, is a fan of the series and anybody that just wants a good little, you know, gory movie over the top thing to watch. <laughs> so until next time guys, this is Binky. Keep on gaming. So we're at the climax of the movie now, um, Sub-Zero, you know, has basically pulled a chapter from Raiden's book and he's kidnapped a ch some children, well, a child <laughs> and the wife mom. Um, Cole shows up uh, and this is where the movie gets pretty awesome. Uh, this is definitely the, uh, uh, as we said earlier, this is the, where it caps the two fight scenes and it is pretty damn cool in my opinion. Yeah, we yeah, get to see I, Joe Tassin go full martial arts in this scene. Oh, yeah. It's fucking awesome. Like, you're like, dude, because he is a legit badass. And, like, this fight scene is so well choreographed. Oh, my God. Yeah. I wish the rest <laughs> of the fight scenes in the movie were this long is the thing. Make this movie yeah. 30 minutes longer and make the fight scenes all, like, let them, let them breathe. And it, you got a better movie. Much better. I think in some parts, yeah. some of the actors that they probably cast probably couldn't do, like, what, like, the professionals could do in this movie. That might be the reason why, like, I, I don't want to keep piling on the Sonya actress because she's definitely better than the first one. But I don't know how much. Well, I guess the Kano scene was good, but I don't know if she could have done at the level of what Scorpion and Sub-Zero do. They had a stunt team. They had stunt coordinators. They had uh, plenty of stunt fighters that were there on hand. I'm sure they could have done it and made it look good. They made it look good in the 90s. And it, well, it wasn't good, but it was yeah. decent. <laughs> But the uh, when you were in the theater watching this, Cody, at the uh, get over here scene, did that just like did the whole audience pop? 
erupted. Yeah. 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 Yes, I mean, everybody was being spirit go through. Yeah. And, and I love the fact when he sub zero just makes a wall just so he can throw Scorpion through it. I thought there was so much badass stuff there. Uh that was that was also some fan service, if I'm not mistaken. That is a that is one of his moves in one of the games. Yeah, that's it became one of his the ice wall became one of his moves as the three D games progressed and it really yeah. became a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. I love the scene when Cole got it got it gets in there and we got that kind of three way dance going. Uh so freaking well done. And I like the fact too, they're really pumping just how dangerous Sub Zero is. Mm-hmm. But they mm-hmm. know yeah, they can't take him on one by one. Yeah. <clears throat> Jason Voorhees with cryomancy powers in this movie too. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure. And <laughs> yeah, and I think they kind of set up the noob Sabot stuff with them too, don't they? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, they do that smoking thing, like where like the after when he gets defeated uh, by Scorpion, uh, you see his body and Goro's body specifically get kind of like black smoked away. Mm-hmm. And. Um, so yeah, now that he's dead, they're definitely gonna do the behind noob cyber stuff with him, of course. Like he'll take yeah. on that shadow, I guess. Yeah, which they have to do something to him because you can't lose that actor. <clears throat> he's got five yeah. five movies. Uh, he, he's been contracted for five movies, including this one. Oh really? Before, yeah. So like, the, Joe Taslim is gonna be the kind of the face, but not face of the Mortal Kombat movies. It seems. And the well deserved too. Um, and then Scorpion gets sent back to Hill, which sucks for Scorpion. Um, and a lot of people think that there's a you can hear a voice of Scorpion's getting banished back. And people theorize that that could be, uh, is it Quinjin? Quan Chi. Quan Chi, the, uh, the evil sorcerer from the Mortal Kombat universe. From the under, um, let's see, so you have the nether realm, you have the earth realm. It's, it's the underworld, kind of like Hill. Um, okay. So he kind of runs that, and it's always like a fight between him and Shang Tsung. He's one of, there's a lot of other realms in Mortal Kombat besides yeah. just Earth Realm and Outworld. Yeah, how many realms are there in the in the lore? Ooh. Let's see. You got a Dania, which is Earth the Earth World is like the the Harlem is like the Washington Generals, right? Because they're Ooh. they've lost like nine in a row. Yeah, yeah they how, lost how, nine in a row. Uh, lose the tenth six. one. How often six. in the lore do the do the tournaments happen? Uh, it's every uh, generation. So once every twenty years. I believe it's a generation. Once a generation, there's a. It's not like WrestleMania. No. Let's see Pause here. Uh, the fighting tournament, <laughs> namesake of one of the series of fighting games. Every generation, competing realms would send their best fighters into a single elimination martial arts tournament. So, every generation. So, a generation is twenty years, right? Is that? I thought it was a little bit longer than what that. What is the definition of generation? See, that that was my, me- my my way to measure it, and that's why I sounded confused. I was like, "It's a generation? What's a generation? <laughs> like about twenty to thirty years, mean? according to according to Google." Okay. Uh, a generation, the average period generally considered to be about 20 to 30 years, during which children are born and grown up, become become adults and begin to have children. So I guess okay. they never heard of My Sweets, you know, I, what is it, 16 and Pregnant? Is that the name of the show? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, which Cole's wife could have probably starred on. I'm sorry, the Cole and they all just look too, I don't know. But anyway, um, so now 
this is the thing that kind of pisses me off because, uh, you know, Shang Tsung shows up, uh, him and Raiden, you know, trash talk, he leaves, and then we get to see, um, it looks like Cole is going off to Hollywood to find John, Johnny Cage. Um, mm-hmm. Because I read an interview where the director says nowhere while they were making a movie did they ever talk about or discuss like a sequel. And no, this is obvious from the beginning that this was planned for at least more than one movie. Mm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. This is a prequel, Man, if I, anything, to Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I, I think you could say that. Um, well, I mean, technically, technically, the tournament hasn't happened yet. True. And as yeah. this recording, it's already made like 60 million worldwide in theaters, which is really good since we're just now, oh, theaters are just now starting to reopen. Oh, but everybody hates it. <laughs> and you can see the movie, movie. on HBO Max. Um, so 60 million in theaters. I think especially right now is really good. Mm-hmm. So I think that they're definitely going to get a sequel out of this. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I would love to see a sequel just because well, even uh, yeah, like, a yeah, the technically the tournament hasn't happened hasn't happened yet because that was part of the whole thing was before they're trying to cheat before the tournament happens. Um, but <laughs> there's gonna be are there no referees? D- yeah, people like right uh, like Raiden. Yeah, the Elder Gods and Raiden, yeah. Why are they letting Shang Tsung get away with all this shit? Uh, Why is this something coming up? How does Shang Loki Shang do it? How does you... Loki do it? <laughs> uh, no, no. Well, Loki's never interfered in a Mortal Kombat. Say anything you want about Loki. <laughs> but he, he respects Mortal Kombat. Say what you want know, about Mortal Kombat. Seriously. Say what you want about the God of Mischief. He's never interfered in a Mortal Kombat tournament. Yeah, at okay. one point they gotta go, you know what, Shang Tsung? You know what? You guys you guys get a loss this time. I know that's not gonna help us with the ratings or anything like that, but you know, Mortal Kombat is supposed to you know have a little bit of respect. We're like the Olympics of um, fighting to the death. <laughs> that's the definition of Mortal Kombat. Yeah. So Boston, you had you had a friend, or yeah, we'll say a friend that really did not like this movie, right? Uh, Oh yeah, my uh, my manager was whining it. Well, we both apparently, yeah, Cody and I both did. uh, Did did not he 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 came up with a bunch of arguments against different things in the movie, and like it's again where I tried to not even look at it as a comparison to the game itself, just because there's so many. Like, just—I think actually it was you, Ryan, that was saying that. Like, why can't why can't video game movies cross that threshold and get taken seriously? But at the same time, like, this was just supposed to be a dumb, fun action movie, and that's what it it did. It It did it so good. I get that, but a lot of times with these video game movies, the they end up becoming mediocre and we wouldn't settle for like a mediocre game. That's a good point point too, Ron. I I mean, let's, let's, let's let's hold on a second. Um, we're talking about the Mortal Kombat franchise here. We've settled on a lot of mediocre games. They have, but the last, like from eight, is it eight that everything started coming back together for Mortal Kombat or was it nine? Nine. 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 And nine, 10, 11 have a better story than was in this movie too. Yeah, but you also had three three games to tell the story. Um, this is true. I mean, each character set yeah. of different characters for Shang Tsung to have a uh, even have a fake redemption arc. Spoiler: ten hours. 
for the most part, though, video game movies based on video games, you don't have the good versus the bad ones. It's all almost always usually bad. True, and I mean, but if I went back and watched this again uh, because I think I may have just been in a mood when I watched it the first time. I think I was, um, yeah. and I liked it better the second time. I mean, there were still parts of it like I didn't like the whole Cole character or the silliness yeah. that they had to come up with to give them a reason why they get their powers. Um, but other than that, I, I thought it was a good movie. I, I thought well, it was great. I mean, well, here's here's my here's my thing though. Because I've, I've again going back to some of the stuff you're talking about in the last episode. Uh, so how will if you if we're going to have a world where human beings here in Earth realm just willy nilly have powers, yeah, like you know, or Liu Kang or Sonya's rings, like that. How, that's gotta be a, it, it's gotta be a thing. Like you can't fucking Ghostbusters it, where the whole world witnesses a supernatural event and then somehow forgets after five years. Well, like, I think it's also too like the Earth realm must not know about any of this that goes down. Like, but this has been going on for generations, so that means every thirty years there's somebody running around turning into a dragon. Yeah, some, someone around there, someone somewhere ends up, ends up turning. And you know there's a the poor people, Alex Jones figure that's out there that knows all this is real and people are just call him a nutty conspiracy theorist. Yes. He's like, no, you don't understand. Every 30 years, bro, they fight and that's the only reason we get to stay alive. And they're like, Will, that, will that be a cool twist on a Mortal Kombat movie for, all from the perspective of like an Alex Jones top character? Yes. <laughs> that would be awesome. I would, I would watch that. I, Oh, oh, so yeah. would I, dude. So would I. No, you don't understand. Um, the only one that's going to save us like from losing this is Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump's got to go into the White House and just kill as many people as he can, and hopefully he'll get one of those marks. Oh, there's, God, there's, could you imagine? And they're knocking each other's faces off. <laughs> Their could whole you face. Imagine, could you imagine if they did something like, if they did something like Mortal Kombat, but with the oh shit! That was my favorite arc of uh, all of the Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Z series. Was when the Dragon Ball like the, the Dragon Ball crew have been off fighting you know actual galactic threats. Mm-hmm. So Hercule or Mister Satan in the original uh, the original comic, uh, Mister Satan wins the World Martial Arts Tournament, right? Uh huh. He's he's you know, he's he's an amazing fighter by mortal standards. Yeah. Uh, I think actually the only other human that can stand toe to toe with him is Krillin, and so he's he's like the best martial artist in the world. And then the rest of the Z crew shows up and they're like, "Who's this guy? He's cute." <laughs> so like, I I would love to see something like that, whereas. Kind of like almost like with, with Cage in the first movie, where it's like you know I am the best martial artist on Earth, and I'm like oh yeah, but you got to go out of Earth now, <laughs> so you don't know shit. But I would like to see where Jake Paul decides suddenly he needs to join Mortal Kombat, and just like uh, in his first fight gets gets murdered. Uh, I also dream of Jake Paul being anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. That's a good way to end it. On that note, we'll end it with Jake Paul's murder. (laughs) (laughs) Stay tuned for next week's Forensic Files.
Yes. Exactly. Stay for next week when we get uh, we get a cease and desist from the from, <laughs> from his media. This, this is the this has been the last podcast of BRB AFK. Well, you think Jake Paul's got the money to take us down or something? <laughs> I mean, first off, he'd have to care enough about us to even notice that we said something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. number two, would. Jake Paul, if you give me ten million dollars, I'll end this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's one way to do it. We, yeah. What we're oh, saying is we can't be bought out. <laughs> yeah, it's like they said, oh, that dude got beat by Jake Paul. It's like, well, he also made like $80 million. Yeah. Getting that's taken like a punch to the face. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the moral of our story is Mortal Kombat's good. Jake Paul sucks. Correct. <laughs> um, um, wrap, up, wrap us up, Boston. Well, I mean, are there any... Uh, does anyone have any final thoughts they want to talk about? Before? Oh, uh, what real quick before we before we go, uh, is there anything, anything that you want to see? We'll start with Cody. Anything you want to see in the sequel? Uh, I do want to see number one thing you want to see in the sequel. Cody CK Kits as Johnny Cage, obviously. Oh yeah, uh, I, uh, Kits for Cage. We will start the Kits for Cage campaign as soon as we can. We gotta come up um, with a hashtag. Uh, Scott, what do you what do you want to what do you uh, want to see in the sequel? I, I second that exact same thing because I looked up uh, Cody on Facebook uh, and saw the uh, the picture you guys are talking about. Mm-hmm. He is Johnny Cage. Yeah. Do yeah, you also Cody agree Cage. about the OnlyFans thing? Yeah, yeah exactly. You should do that too. Uh, yeah, like, I think yeah. The fun thing is you sign like autographs with like your dick. <laughs> it's, happening. it's happening people yes. Yeah. yes yes so Mortal Kombat the sequel we need to have Cody I I concur with that and I say more fights like the first and last fight I um, concur with that as well I assume we're probably and not going to get the tournament in the next one because <laughs> they're probably yeah, Brock would be awesome um, I imagine <laughs> we're going to get more build up of other characters but more fights like the first the first and the last fight well said, sir. I agree. And the one what thing... A... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, what about you, Boston? Well, uh, the one thing that I want to see in the next movie is uh, for Scorpion and Sub-Zero's mask to fucking fit right. Oh, uh, that was the only <laughs> thing that like broke my immersion throughout the entire film was when uh, Behan comes around the corner and looked at you can clearly see the mask is like a, like half an inch to the side, like off of the line. It is yeah. weird because the outfits are are, are form fitting. Uh, mo- uh, most of the outfits form fitting, except for the mask. Yeah, the mask kind of looked a little dollar store. They kind of did cloth. like if you need to just oh. use cloth. Uh, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, also, uh, dear dear Batman movies, just use cloth. Just use cloth. Let's not do. Go- let's not go that far. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't need ballistic Kevlar in every fucking. Okay, anyway, all right. So uh, you want Batman to die, like in the first five minutes of the movie. <laughs> well, that has been fun. Uh, that has been our time uh, discussing the uh, the new Mortal Kombat 2021. Uh, thank you so much, Cody, for coming out and joining us. Absolutely. Um, but uh, we will see you all in the next episode. Um, until then. Uh, keep on gaming, you motherfuckers. Stay toasty! Toasty! Finish him! Finish him! him. <laughs>
Ah, we missed that one. Okay. Get over here! Sub-Zero, Summit, Mortal, Batman.